My boss leaned in, looked at me, and said, How long is this going to take? That is the scariest question you are probably ever going to be asked. When your boss wants a timeline on a project or a task, you are committing yourself to some date in the future and then risking a bad outcome if you don't hit it. You better figure out the right way to estimate or you are going to end up on the wrong side of a performance review. Welcome to The Corporate Middle, your survival guide for corporate insanity. Welcome to The Corporate Middle. I'm your host, Donald Metter. Today, let's talk about one of those scary questions you get from your boss. How long is this going to take? Everyone wants you to have some amazing ability to predict the future, and somehow, if you're not clairvoyant enough to anticipate every single little issue, then it's your fault. You're going to be taken to task for it, maybe even reprimanded if you somehow don't hit a made-up deadline. My team had just taken over a new project that was already well behind its schedule, so naturally, the very first task that I was given was to create a brand new schedule for that project and figure out how to get it back on track. So what did my boss do? He asked me, how long will this take? Well, I let him know that <laughs> I'm going to have to evaluate it and get back to him. I didn't have the information I need. He said, well, we really need to get this as soon as possible. The vice presidents really need this information. This is a high value project and we need to get this done. And I told him, I said, listen, I do not have a good estimate yet until I look at a top to bottom, what needs to be done, actually evaluate the milestones and the workflows. There's just no way I can give it to you, but I promise you, I'm going to get it as fast as I could. And the truth be told, there was a little pushback for this, but you know, there's only so much you can argue if you can't give them accurate information. So here you go. Tip number one, the first thing you need to do, never, ever open your mouth until you actually have all of the facts. The minute you say a date or a timeline, you're screwed. You are stuck with it. That is the date that's going to be in their mind no matter what else happens. Never, ever assume that you know what work needs to or is going to be required until you actually seek out people on your team or people that you know who will be doing the actual work. You must talk with the people doing the actual work, understand their workload, understand what they have to happen. Obviously, one of the challenges is anytime you're given a project or taking over a project, there may already be some sort of timeline attached to it and you have to take that into account. I know the project that I took over, there was already kind of an unspoken rule that it needed to be wrapped up by December, even though I didn't think that was actually going to be feasible. So I had to look at the project in the context of that December deadline to really determine one, is that even possible? And two, what is actually a realistic time frame for that project? Again, the first thing to do is actually focus on what work has to be done and what you need to take into account. That's exactly what I did. I took it to my team. We did a top to bottom evaluation of how to get it back on track, what we need to do. We padded our timeline as much as we could because we knew there's going to be a learning curve and issues and things like that. So we came back to my boss and the people running the project and said, look, here is the timeline that we have. Here's the milestones. Now, I think at this point it was, it was around June or July. I can't remember. 
But there was basically no way the project was going to be done by December. I think our timeline had it running all the way into March. So what do you think they did? What, what do you think they did when they saw this new timeline that said March? They did what everybody does. Oh, ugh, this is just unacceptable. We, we've got to find a way to get this done. This is important. It's high value. You know, the same stuff they always say. Here's the trick. Here's what you have to do. Always come into the room with two options. The first thing you're going to do is present the worst case, what it really is going to take if everything goes poorly, but you're also going to be ready with the second option, the best case option. As soon as they say, this is unacceptable, I need you to do better, you're going to pull out the second option and say, well, I've looked at it and I think we can pull this in two months if we drop these other two projects or I move these two resources, actually give them a decision point. And this is going to tell you so much information to find out, one, is this actually a high value project or are they actually going to say that? And it makes them put their money where their mouth is, right? If this is so high value, here is what it's going to take to get to that December. And you've also given them that anchor, right? So they said, okay, I thought this was going to be March. If I do these actions, okay, we can pull it in a couple months. And that's going to be huge in letting you know that, okay, this is valuable to them. You're allowing the leadership and the people to actually choose the trade-offs so you don't have to. You're giving them the information up front. They can actually pick which projects you should be working on, how the resources should be devoted. You're getting a huge analysis on what actually needs to be done on your team. So that's what's so important to bring in those two different options on the table, letting them look at the, you know, kind of the worst case option, the real case option. And then two, after they see it, bringing in that new one. Okay, well, if we want to accelerate it, Here's what's going to happen. I've had that happen so many times, basically on almost every project I've ever done, especially large-scale projects. They always give you this hypothetical. Well, you know, if you had unlimited resources and a little bit more money, what could you do? Right? Which is a ridiculous question because you never get more money and you almost never get more resources, but they still want to know, you know, what's the best case scenario? So if you're ready for that question, you're going to be really prepared and you're also going to see Again, how high value is this project? The next thing that's really important to do is once this date has been communicated and you start on the project, over-communicate the heck out of it. There should be so much over-communication and foreshadowing on how the project is doing. You know, when is it going to hit the date? Is there any deadlines that are passing? You know, that type of stuff that there's there's absolutely no surprises you know, if you're not going to meet it or if you're going to exceed it, right? I'm talking weekly emails, phone calls, the whole thing. Make sure everybody knows exactly what's going on in the project. Because, you know, in my experience, what people hate more than anything is surprises. That's what they hate. And so they don't want to be surprised if you're going to miss a date or things don't go well. So you want to do a great job at the beginning trying to set that date. Make sure you're talking with your actual team, not making a decision yourself, understanding with the milestones, doing your best to set a realistic date because the truth is there's no way you're going to have all the variables. You're going to do it with the variables that you know and then over communicating what is actually happening on the project so people know where you are, where you stand, what roadblocks are happening, where they can help, you know, that type of thing. It's so important. Over communicating is just as important as actually setting 
the deadline in the first place. If they have that foreshadowing and know something is not going to hit the deadline, then they're going to replan and, and change it and do some things around it. You just want to make sure that nobody is surprised at the end if that project timeline is not going to work out. Here's the last thing. There's a really good chance whatever number you set is going to be wrong. Why? Because all deadlines are made up. Every single one of them. You make them up. It's just a guess. So don't stress so much if you're not going to hit that perfect little deadline of how long it's going to be and when it's going to be in and things like that. Because honestly, you're probably not going to. And the truth is most leadership know this. That's why you see a first quarter of you know whatever year it's going to be because they, they don't know. They, they give themselves a three-month window of when they think this can be done. You're not actually getting a month or a day or anything like that to give yourself some flexibility. And obviously, if you have that ability, definitely do that. If you can commit to quarters, that's going to save you a lot of headaches. But you don't always get to do that. Sometimes they want something a little more specific, and that's fine too. But hopefully you've over-communicated, and they know what's happening with the project. They know the issues. And so when something is going wrong, you want to make sure and explain exactly what went wrong. But here's the most important part. Show exactly how those things could be prevented or mitigated in the future. In my project, the one I talked about, <laughs> we didn't hit our date. The project just went terrible. The truth is we missed some of the variables that we probably should have got, but we didn't. We did our due diligence and, and we were wrong. We missed it. But what we did is say, hey, here's exactly what we missed. Here's what we can do in the future to make sure this doesn't happen again. This is going to soften the blow a little bit if you have some issues and you don't make your project. That's so important to make sure you're over-communicating and you kind of soften the blow when you don't hit these deadlines that you're going to make up anyway. So let's recap real quick. The first thing is don't open your mouth until you actually have all the facts on a project and talk with your team. Talk with the people that are going to do the work. As soon as you open your mouth, you're stuck. The second thing, make sure you always come up with two options. You need a current snapshot of what you think is going to be realistic with plenty of padding for all the terrible things that are really going to happen. And then an accelerated timeline if they move things around or let you get rid of some projects, things like that, make sure there's things in there that they can make a decision on. Allow them to make the decision and then they feel ownership in it. That's going to give you a huge leg up. The third thing is make sure you are over communicating those timelines. Here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. Here's the issues we're having that could have an impact all the time. Make sure it's always there. And then lastly, don't be so afraid if you fail. Again, every deadline is just made up. And so it's not going to be that big of a deal as you think it is. Yes, there may be some people irritated and all that, but you know, your career is going to be a long one and you're going to be surprised. And in 10 years, most people have absolutely no clue. They're not going to remember it. So try not to stress about it as much as you probably already are. Thanks for listening today. If you got something out of today's podcast, share it with somebody else. That way they get some benefit too. Thanks for doing that. Till next time. And remember, the reward for good work is just more work.